Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, one and all. This is Bakabytes, a show where we talk about what we are watching this week in anime. I am your host, Frank Furter, and with me today is the... Oh, God, I fucking... I, I try to change your name up every every freaking episode, and this one I was just like, wait, how do I repronounce this? You were eventually going to... The melodic... You were eventually going to yeah. mess it up, right? No, it, it, I changed it this time, but it's it's melodic ma uh, maniac magically average, which, yeah, melodic I was trying to maniac do... Melodic uh, maniac magically average. Melodic maniac magically average, which that, That's a that lot. came out real bad. Oh, well, we're going to just roll with it. Minor spoilers ahead for summer 2021 uh, anime average... What are we watching this week? What do you got? This week, well, we have, we have a lot of shows this week that we're watching. Actually, this season. I The one show I want to talk about, because I know last week we talked about Remake Our Life, which is still great. Uh, the most recent episode mm -hmm. is, is still on par with everything that's been going on so far. Love it to death. Um, it's probably, again, one of my top shows for the season. But I want to switch over and talk about, talk about Aquatope on the White Sands, just because... It is such a surprising show to me from reading the description and knowing it's a slice of life, how much it's delivered yeah. so far. Like, I, because let's talk like pretty real here. Slice of life, they're great, right? Like, they're, they're good kind of escape. They can be. They can be, but they're just a good way to escape and kind of get away from that, the standard. I guess what you'd call like anime narrative where it's like fighting sure. and, and your, yeah, all your standard plot lines slice of life. You can kind of get away from that because it's just basically following normal everyday life, nothing too crazy or magical or anything like that. Aquatope on the white sands though, 
shocked me with how good it is. It's honestly fantastic. I like. I mean, it's just from the description alone. Regardless, it sounded phenomenal. I've just been super behind. Yeah, that's fair. But yeah, I mean, like the description alone caught me because my my little child heart came out when I was like, oh, it's about an aquarium, sweet sea creatures. I got super excited for that. (laughs) But how they've delivered the show so far and how they're building the plot each and every episode, it's, it's astounding. Like it, it is really my, like the underdog for the season that's really come out and shocked me. So to, to catch everyone up to on the show, there's a former idol who's again, she's young, she's 18, but she gets canned from her idol group basically because she's not standing out enough. She's sort of, you know, she's kind of like a wallflower, essentially. She doesn't. Am I not idly enough for the idol club? Uh, you, Frank, always. But our main character, not so much. So she, she is heading home when she spots a flyer to go to Okinawa. And if you're not familiar with Japan, Okinawa is a beautiful area, I believe in the southern region. That's most. It's warm most of the year. Lots of beaches. Very kind of vibrant area. And she decides on a whim, fuck it, I'm going to Okinawa. Like, ignores her family and friends who are all back at her hometown waiting for her to return to surprise her. She's like, nope, I need to go on a soul search. I got to get out of here. Goes to Okinawa, is wandering around. It's obviously hot as the dickens out there. And she comes across a tour guide who helps her when she notices that she's about to faint from heat exhaustion and is like, hey, listen, here are some pamphlets for Okinawa. Just take a look, see what catches your eye, and I'll take you there because I'm a tour guide. And she spots an aquarium called the Gamma Gamma Aquarium, which is an adorable name, first off. She's like, I want to go there. Sounds like a sorority. The the Gamma Gamma Aquarium. We're part of Gamma Gamma Alpha. Gamma Gamma. <laughs> We're part of Gamma Gamma Aquarium, and our pet, our mascot of the house is a penguin. Oh, I, th- I thought you were gonna say octopus for the tentacle porn, but anywho. God damn it! We are in like wholesome. Anywho. Oh my god, you degenerate! Get out of here. So she goes to the aquarium and has an a, a moment, we'll say, where she realizes that this is where she's meant to be. In some capacity, whether it's just as a, a a customer who's visiting the aquarium or as a worker, like she has to be involved with this aquarium, finds the director who's this young high school girl, uh, who's essentially just the director because her grandpa's older and can't be the director anymore. Um, he was the one who purchased it to begin with, and she's like, she goes up to the the director and is like, "Please, you have to let me work here. You have to let me stay here." And the young girl's like, "Okay, sure, that's fine." Second episode is basically the idle girl learning the trade and realizing that she kind of sucks at it, and the director pretty much scolding her, being like, you got to get your shit together because you're dealing with real-life creatures here, and they depend on you, and you can't let them down because that means they'll die. Like, a lot of ramifications if you don't live up to the duties that we're pretty much giving you at the aquarium. And the idol's like again has another moment of like wow i kind of she like realizes like she's just kind of been coasting through like she's been doing the bare minimum to get her to where she's been in life she hasn't gone above and beyond because she really hasn't found her calling and then she has obviously that turn moment in the episode where she berates a, a, a 
a scalper pretty much who came in to try to like swindle money out of the aquarium because they knew the director was this young girl and they break their sign. So she comes, the idol girl comes running out and yells at him and sprays him with water. And is like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> and it was kind of like, like everyone that was in attendance was like, Oh, okay. She really does care. She's meant to be here. Most recent episode. Yeah. I, and I will, I will preface it by saying there is a very like, slap yourself in the face moment but it's it's okay it's funny so they're going through the aquarium and they realize one of the penguins who's this one of the older penguins that the director actually named when the when her grandpa first got him into the aquarium has some sort of disease and they're they want to call the vet to check it out but she's on maternity leave and the director's panicking and the idol girl's like, I'm just going to stand here with my arms to my side because I don't know what to do. The director's like, you know what? I'm going to call the vet and just hopefully she can at least tell me over the phone what's wrong. Sure enough, the vet's like, no, 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 I'll come out there. You know, I, I know I'm a doctor says it's good for me to get out of and, and you know, walk around. Okay, cool. <laughs> she gets dropped off at the aquarium. The first thing she says to the director, she's like, yeah, you know, the baby was due like two weeks ago. So there's, there's, you know, we we should be fine. Like he, what's the chance he comes out now? And I'm just like, what are the chances? And then the, the, the music plays the, and yeah. So she's going through and sure shit. She's like, well, I fixed your problem with your penguin. He does have this disease. Uh, but my water just broke. So we've got a whole other issue on hand. So, the rest of the episode... Classic, classic TV trope. Classic. Oh, uh, from top to bottom. So, the rest of the episode oh, yeah. is, is them helping out the vet who is, is going through, well, the process of giving, life, uh, giving birth. And the vet has, like, the same moment in the aquarium as our idol girl when she first visited, where, like, she's sort of surrounded by the sea creatures. She's able to breathe underwater. And it's a really strange moment because she sees like a child like an older not older child but like a kid that's like four or five years old okay the kid like comes up to her and like hugs her and then you the kid like whispers something in her ear you don't know what the kid says long story real quick yeah real quick real quick let's let's rewind for a second because you said something that i'm not quite aware of or needing a little more explanation she can breathe underwater it's like an i don't know what you would call it it's not like an epiphany moment like a lucid dream well that's what our what's what the idol girl had like she was walking through the aquarium and like at one point it was the way that the scene played out was like all of the tanks bursted and like water was rushing Mm. and then she was trying to run away from it but then like got swallowed up by it so a daydream yeah like a daydream but it's but it's weird that it plays out in another character too like the same exact way almost so it's very odd yeah but so the vet wakes up from this dream and she's telling the idol girl like you know i had this weird vision of like being surrounded by the sea creatures in the aquarium and like i had child you know there was a child there and the child was like i can't wait to meet you and i knew i was talking to my son who has yet to be born and i'm like what is happening i'm like what is going on but it's so beautifully done and i'll leave it to anime but it's so beautifully done too that like now that it's happened twice, it's more than because it's once as a coincidence, twice as a uh, what is it? What is the 
like a continuation or a, a consistent thing that's happening. I can't remember the phrase. Yeah. But like it's it was interesting to see it from someone some other character too because you realize like there is some strange power that's involved with this aquarium. Like there's something something's going on here where people go in and experience like an out of some some out of body, body experience when they visit. So the episode concludes basically with the uh the idol girl and the director being like, well, that was fun for two teenagers to have to go through. Uh, guess we got to go back to the aquarium now. And All right, cool. Bye. Yeah. And then uh, the episode ends with them getting the call. Like, you know, oh, yeah, she gave birth and everything. Um, everything went well. Baby's happy or baby's healthy. Mother's healthy. And the it sort of wraps up with our director getting like asking a question to the the vet like hey i saw you have a pamphlet talking about being a mom like where do you where do you get those are they just like can you grab them anywhere and she's like oh no you you get them when you come to like the clinic and then it snap cuts yeah. to our director looking at two pamphlets that she had in her home one with her name on it and then one with a that was blank and it sort of wraps up there so you get like a really like kind of icky feeling at the end like oh something's gonna get really deep because something happened because we we don't have we don't see her parents the the director lives with her grandparents um and that's where the idol's staying too we 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 don't see her parents other than in a flashback um Hmm. when she's when she's much younger so hopefully it's not an odd taxi type uh, situation i i doubt it's an odd taxi situation but you do have this the sense of like her parents aren't around either because they're they're not with us anymore or you know they might have left for other reasons who knows obviously that's one of the mysteries that's going to be that's going to be resolved later but just overall like episode to episode is fantastic it's fantastic I, i i i spoke about it before when i talked about the show originally the art is beautiful the 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 location of the show is perfect for how they utilize the the vibrant colors and obviously it being an aquarium the sea creatures and aquatic marine life it's all fits perfectly and i do find myself really enjoying the storyline of the show too i think it has great it's going to progress perfectly i was shocked to find out though it's 24 episodes oh yeah wait really yes i wonder then Hmm. Uh, excuse me uh i wonder if there is source material to it in which they are like they're gonna cover all of it or if it's just like hey we have 24 episodes planned this is just gonna be open shut like this isn't a this is this is not a like base no sorry this is based off source material this isn't a like a show that's why am i blanking on the damn word like an original uh, or damn phrase yeah there you go thank you thank you <laughs> this isn't an original show this season i don't believe i so. i don't believe so i'd have to double check that but i mean the fact that still it's 24 episodes says a lot too about how far the story is going to progress because i feel like within the three episodes that have come out so far uh, like they've said they're setting up a couple of different i don't know what you'd call them like and not really plots but like things to be resolved and yeah i was like i'm like oh they can easily capture that in 12 episodes and then i i found out that it's 24 and i was like holy crap that's 
going to be even more oppressive, honestly. Yeah. So. Um, also, I've, I've kind of looked it up, or I've looked up what I can, and I'm not actually seeing any source material for this. I, I believe this is actually a, an original show. Well, there you go. So, so, yeah, this could be just a show that's basically, hey, we got 24 episodes of a story we want to tell. Here's a story. Yeah. So, that's the case. I, I really need to get on this. Like, this has been on my to-watch list, and I, I have not done that thing. So I really need to get that done, and I really need to catch up on this show. I have a lot to catch up on, but... I, um, as most of us do. I mean, there there are... I, I will say, pair this show with, like, two others. Because this season, again, it's, it's another good season of anime. Um, find yeah. your action one, find your humor one. But I highly recommend including this into your watch list because it is episode episode so far. It's been awesome, absolutely awesome. Yeah, there's three shows that I'm currently caught up on, and one of them being My Hero, which we'll talk about later. Mm-hmm. The other two are Sunny Boy and Remain, and both of them are interesting to talk about in their own subject field and whatnot. And uh, before I go into either one of them, which I will let you pick as to which one you want. I was going to say, can I be greedy? I, can I be selfish? Yeah, go for can it. Can you talk about Remain? Because I just want to hear how Absolutely. bad it is. Okay, thank you. Oh, boy. I love let you. Me, oh, we, we will get into it. But um, no, honestly, <laughs> I've actually, so the past week, two weeks, I've actually been doing a lot more reading than I have watching. So I've been reading a lot more like source material, manga, etc., and I've been enjoying it a lot more than I ever thought I would because I was one of those naysayers of just like, oh, anime. But it's just like, okay, you know what? Like, my girlfriend likes to read. I'll read with her. Like, that way we could spend time together rather than me just sit on my computer all day long watching anime or doing whatever yeah. else. Playing playing Apex with you, you little jabroni. But, um, yeah, I've actually been reading a lot. I've started, like... It's stupid. The stuff I'm reading is like shit I've already watched. Like I, I haven't started it yet, but I have full like the first three volumes for Full Metal Alchemist. Highly recommend. I'm, I'm on the fifth or sixth volume for Neon Genesis Evangelion. Uh, I actually started reading. I read the first two volumes for a new manga called Call of the Night, which is really interesting. It's, it's interesting to a point where it's like okay i'll give it one more to see if it like anything progresses from this but like eh. and then uh chainsaw man's creator had a one-off that i read which was phenomenal absolutely like go read it. it's 142 pages but it's it's over like that it's it's emotional and phenomenal uh and then the last thing i've really been reading um other than my hero i've actually been catching up on like the source material which i'm only at like the tournament arc of like the first one like the the uh school yeah yeah the school festival, festival tournament arc yeah which i fell asleep a few times reading it because it's like i fucking hate tournament <laughs> arcs and now i have to read through one this is hell but i got through it um it's funny that you're reading know, through the, my hero though i, I would have thought that you'd start my hero vigilantes it is well i actually i ordered the first one actually that should actually come friday and in case you in I, case I for those listening for that. in case for those who listening don't know uh there's a another manga coming out or it's actually our excuse me it's out but there's an anime coming out soon uh, called my hero academia vigilantes which takes place i want to say significantly ahead of where our show is because this is when like eraser head is still a hero and stuff like that 
I have zero zero clue as to what it's about. I just hear good things. So I was like, all right, I'll buy the yeah. first volume, see how it is, and we'll go from there. But um, no, I mean that's cool. Like I I remember my the first ever manga I bought was I think One Piece when One Piece was still like yeah. n- new ish when I was younger. Went bought Bleach, and had to stop because it was going to get way too expensive to keep up with that too. But yeah, I mean. I, I love reading manga, even for the shows that I have watched. I still find it interesting yeah. to see like what they put in the source material versus what they put in the actual show. But I also Plus just they have like a lot of notes in between chapters of just like character development stuff. Yeah, and I really like that too. No, it's cool, and it's um, for those of you who also are like reading comics isn't reading. Uh, first off, poo poo to you, good sir and or ma'am. But second off, it is it adds a lot to the shows that you watch. And it's no different than reading, like, Harry Potter or, like, other books that have been adapted into movies, too. You're basically just reading a script, and then you yeah. watch it on TV, you know? It's it's no different, so. so yeah, the manga is literally, like, one for one. But, um, poo-poo to you. No, there, there's, there's, like, three things that I'm currently, re- or a few things that I'm currently reading that I really love. I s- did the first two volumes of Zom 100. Interesting premise. Really enjoying it. Want to see where it goes. Uh... If you have not heard, you, most of you, if you're only watching anime, you've never heard of Kaiju number eight. For the love of God, go read that. Go read it. There's like 40 chapters out right now, 40 or 50, somewhere in there. Phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. Um, Kaiju number eight, Spy Family, Spy X Family, fucking hilarious. I, it's, the, the these last three, so Kaiju number eight, Spy Family, or Spy X Family, and then uh, Comey Can't Communicate, which has a season coming out next season. Yeah. It, it, it has an anime coming out next season, which I'm super excited about. Uh, those are what I've been reading a lot recently, um, which is why I'm a little behind on shows. But uh, to hop straight into the shit show that is Remain, because I know you want to hear yes. how shit this water polo yes. show is. Yes, give it to me. So they took a week off. We are on episode three now. We left off in which they're like, hey, we're going to recruit this swimming kid because we need one more player. And this kid got third in, in like junior nationals or like junior middle school or junior high school or whatever nationals. And the episode ends with they're like, yeah, that's great and all. But like they're all stalking him. He's like, but he's joined the track team. And he's like sitting with the like track club, just like paying attention to the coach. And then episode starts pretty much right where it left off or leaves off in which they try and flag this kid down and talk to him being like hey you should join us because it's part you're in the water you have to swim and you're fast and we can use you and he's like no thanks i'm gonna try like i have like tryouts for other club like these other clubs on these other days and they're like no 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 like we really like literally this whole like the first half of this episode was just like how do we get to talk to this kid and plotting to talk to this kid? And then it goes into like quick reject, like sending out the like prodigy child with no memory, sending him out into like the, like into the fire and saying pretty much like, Hey, recruit him gets shut down immediately. Guy leaves. And then they're like, okay, how do we do this? So they keep like following this guy around the school kind of, and poorly acting in which they're like, hey, I heard if you join and play water polo, like, you could get a really good body and, like, chicks will dig you and et cetera, et cetera. But, like, all the acting and voice acting for it is just really fucking cheesy and played up. Like, they don't know well, how to act. Well, wait, hang on. 
Mr. Eight Years of Water Polo, is this true? Can you get ripped oh, yeah. and jacked? Do you muscle? Uh, go watch the... Okay, you could play it and be a bigger guy, but like you're still going to need to know how to swim like pretty quickly and have endurance mm. like there are some big no no no. there are some big water polo people out there like big but like majority of the players are just like you look at them and you're like that's not feasible that's that's silly <laughs> that's ridiculous no that's that's a majority of the people jeez i i used yeah, to be gonna... that skinny skinny kid that was just like didn't realize he was like in ridiculously good shape until i got out of shape I'll stick to the sports where you can, again, like, have a beer gut and, and then drink a beer and play simultaneously. So bowling. So and bowling. golf. And golf. Okay. I was going to say, but unlike golf, bowling, you can just dip your hand into a thing of nachos and just go ham. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, but, you really don't even have to pay attention, too. Yeah. Which is so great. basically, back to this, they, they catch the kid in the like library. Like, he's on one side of the bookshelf, like, and he pulls out a book, and they're walking on the other side of the bookshelf. Like, I hear if you play water polo, you'll have a great body. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's a lot of fun and camaraderie, etc. And, like, he, he, he kind of, like, you could tell he has, like, a look on his face, like, this fucking shit again. And then, uh, he goes to the bathroom and then like two of the water polo people walk in after him. I don't like this. I don't like where polo. this is going. I don't like where that was going. No, they start, they start taking a leak and they start like talking about water polo and hamming up water polo. And like this acting is especially atrocious from one of the characters. And then the like guy that they're trying to recruit leaves the bathroom and they look at like the guy who's terrible acting looks at him. It's just like, How'd I do? Did I do good? He's like, you did well. You did well. We, I think we got him. And then the last, like, last of it, trying to recruit this kid, is the prodigy guy, which he, like, rolls a ball from a, a, another side of, like, a bush. Like, he's behind a bush, and he rolls a ball out, which, by the way, he's nowhere near water. Why would this ball be anywhere here? And then he, well, I guess he explains it, but he's like, oh where did this ball come from oh and then he looks up he's like oh it's you how are you did you know that we play like we practice on land in which we start throwing the ball on land and that's how we warm up and everything else and the guy is like all right your acting is pathetically bad it's just as bad as the rest of them and he's like y'all can come the fu- like y'all can come out now and so everybody like comes out converges and meets with this kid and by the way this happens in one day because this they're like he's like what the fuck do you guys want they're like we want you to play water polo you're fast we need you he's like no i i'm not going to swim anymore uh and so there there's your mystery of like why does this kid who's a fan like a really good swimmer not want to swim anymore so there's your like little like character development wait it's just because he doesn't but all his answer was was he just doesn't want to exactly he doesn't want to yeah but that's not a reason that that that's like me saying like i don't want to eat and it's like why what's wrong what's the mystery behind it it's like why i just don't want to eat he says i'm done swimming i never want to swim again yeah but why what happened well that well that's the thing that's your that's your character development that's your little spring no that's your mystery what do you mean that's setting up the character development. let me let me continue let me continue let me continue i'm getting mad and i'm not even watching it i know you know what? It's been three fucking episodes, and all we've gotten water polo wise is them hopping into a pool once and throwing a ball with two hands, which isn't a part of the sport. 
Only the goalie can touch the ball with two hands. Everybody else has to touch it with one. That is the only thing we've gotten from this fucking sports anime. Nothing has been about water polo, and it is frustrating as hell. But that was a point that I was going to say for the end, but you keep just I was, like, oh, wow. Yeah, sorry, I ruined it. My bad. But I was going to make that comment of, like, I am not hearing anything water polo related at this point. It's been harassment and then exactly. a bunch of guys whining that they can't find a team. So basically, yeah, they uh, the guy's like, no, I don't want to swim anymore. And they're like, why? Like, it, it's a waste to, like, have this gift and not use it. Like, everybody's like, I'd be jealous. And then the one, like, tall, tall kid on the team is just like, hey, like, I'm terrible at sports. Just straight up terrible. But everybody expects me to be good at everything because I am tall. Like, it's this, like, tall black character, and, like, he's just, like, everybody expects me to be really good at sports, like, and it shows a flashback of him playing, like, basketball and him dribbling the ball, like, really bad, and just a various amounts of other sports just being portrayed horribly. So, this guy, he, like, gives this heartfelt speech, he's like, I envy that you have a talent but you're not using it. Like, you, please join us. Please. And this guy's like, okay. I, if you combined, or like, we will do a swim-off. If you can beat me in a 150-meter race, which, for those of you who don't know, most pools are about 25 meters, like, one way. And the Olympics, it's 50. But it's 25 one way. So that's six laps. So six one ways. They have six players. So it's like, if you could beat me, <coughs> excuse me, if you could beat me in a 150 with one of each of you just swimming 125, I will join. And then they're like, hey, listen, we know you're a really good swimmer. We know what your, your time is. You have to give us a handicap because none of us are as good as you. And that will, that's not feasible. He's like, fine, I will give you a 20 second head start. You have two days to train or three days to train because he wants to try out other clubs because, you know, this guy wants to join a club. He wants to have a social life. It's high school. Everybody wants to have a social life of some sort, I assume. I don't know. I was a weird kid. Anywho, uh, so that he's like, you have three days to train. If you can't beat me, I you will drop this and never ask me again. If you or sorry, if you beat me, I will join. If I beat you, you will never talk to me again, essentially. And they're like, bet. Cool. And then it goes into, all right, what is everybody's fastest 25-meter swim time? And they do the math, and basically, they have to shave 12 seconds off total. Like, with a combined of this guy's best 150 meters and a 20-second head start, they have to shave off a total of 12 seconds. So then you kind of get into the training montage of, like, this guy's going to other sports, like archery, judo, and I think another one. I, What's the one? This kid needs to slow his roll. He's, that's, yeah. that's, he's too talented. I don't like it. Yeah. It is what it is. But um, anyways, he's doing the training, and then everybody else, all the kids that are, like, you know, they're, like, swimming their little hearts out. Like, I can <laughs> do this and like... Two of them, like the the tall, lanky kid who said he's bad at sports. Guess what? He's bad at sports. Does not know how to like the like captain of the polo team. The goalie was like, "Hey, listen, like it's gonna be hard for me and this other kid to shave off like any amount of time because there's six of them, so it's like two seconds each." He's like, "It's gonna be hard for us to shave two seconds each because we're used to this. Y'all have to pick up our like the extra four seconds." So they're like, 
I want you to practice diving because a good dive can shave two seconds off immediately. Mm -hmm. And then you practice your endurance and, you know, sprinting, etc. And then you practice on your form. So it goes into the training montage of them practicing everything. And it's just like, cool, whatever. Day of the swim comes and everybody's like, all right, we got this. We've, we feel confident. We've, we've managed to like time ourselves and we're, we've able to shave off like 12 seconds. So they start with their two fastest guys. Already, just you never do that. You just never do that. They start out with their two fastest guys. They go quickly, and by the time the second guy is like halfway there, the the person they're racing starts. Uh, then they start with their two slower guys, which is, or sorry, they start with their the guy that was working on his form, which. Not very good, but, you know, he gets by. He's pretty quick, but nothing to write home about. And then you get to the slow pokes. The tall, lanky kid dives in. Great. The dive is good. His swimming, horrendous. Other kid goes. That's also terrible. He's, I think, in the previous episode that I was talking about him. He's the very, very quiet one. He literally talks like a mouse. It's like this. You got to get really close to the microphone for it to pick up anything. And that's how he talks. And he belly flops. He belly flops into the pool, and then he looks like a fucking drowning dog trying to doggy paddle to the other side, and you're like, oh, no. So by this point, like, this guy is nearly caught up. So by the time this guy doggy paddles his way all the way to the other side where, you know, Prodigy Kid, who's supposed to, like, have all the answers, like, you'll get your memories back, kid. He dives in, and as he's diving in, like, the other guy's about to do his flip turn to, like, chase him down. So it's basically, like, a one-on-one neck-and-neck race. And, like, you get into, like, this, like, I-can-do-it, like, monologue inside this guy's head when he's racing. Which, by the way, when you're swimming laps insistently, like, just nonstop, you have, the, like, this this type of dialogue 100% happens in your brain. Like, I got this, I got this. Yeah, like, you're hyping yourself up to get through this shit. He's like, I got this. And then the other guy touches the wall before he does, like, by a split second. And it's just like, neat. And that's that's essentially how it how it ends. That's that's it. Like it, they, they, and it's just like, god damn it. I also did realize I forgot one point, like character point for the guy that they're swimming against. Like they are like, oh. They like he always said he wanted to beat his brother in swimming. I guess he achieved that, and he doesn't have, feel like he has to do anything else. But then, like at the end of the episode, like when he gets beat, the guy's like, he like looks at the timer. He's like, ah, oh, yes, that's a good time. And everybody's just like dumbfounded. Like, how did we lose? And then you kind of get a little. I don't know what the fuck transition this was, or I can't even re- really re- remember the transition or how they got there. But basically, you know that the brother is probably dead because you only see a picture of the brother of this kid mm. that like he was like they were talking about like oh he wanted to beat his brother in swimming and once he did that yada yada you only see a picture of the brother and it's like a kid and you're like okay something probably happened to his brother and that's why like that's why he doesn't want to swim anymore but the episode ends just like really weirdly like that and like yeah but like, it's like... here's 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 what I'm I have two things that i'm very upset about oh this is like anime the letdown right now like holy hell oh this is sports anime the letdown you have (laughs) you have had five minutes if that of actual water polo jeez 
if that in three episodes that is not good two we know this swimming asshole joins the damn team because in the intro all seven of them are lined up and guess who's the seventh it's the swimmer so why the fuck did you have to give us over an episode of just trying to recruit this guy like unless this is gonna be over 12 episodes or over 13 episodes like you have a lot of training to do for water polo how the fuck are you gonna do that that quickly and get hop into games like this is next episode i already looked ahead next episode they learn how to put on their uniforms um and then the following episode they come up with a team name and then the sixth episode they eat together at the lunch table and that this sounds like I, I know I know you're you're fucking with me. Well, really, really. But like I don't. Here's the thing with how this trajectory is going. I really don't know if you are. That's why it's next and level. That's what. That's what. This me. is next level fuckery because it could actually be the case. This I could be telling you the truth because right now it it's could, fitting along with they, how everything's progressing. They are at a high school, so I assume that they already yeah. have like they're gonna just use a high school mascot of some sort. Um, but. <laughs> Yeah, basically, this show's been very slow. You've had five minutes of, like, three episodes that has actually been devoted to water polo. Granted, you had, like, five minutes of swimming. Or, like, you know, you've had swimming in this episode. But here's, here's, a, little, here's a little insider knowledge. The swimming you do for competitive swimming, where your head is down, you're breathing out the side of your mouth, like, you know, when you tilt your head and yeah. you're breathing after a few strokes... You don't do that type of swimming in water polo. You rarely do that type of swimming in water polo. You do that in transitions. Otherwise, your head is always above the water, and you're, like, kind of just swimming, like, broad strokes. Like, your shoulders are out, and you're just, like, swimming to keep you up, but also see what's going around and controlling the ball, et cetera, et cetera. Like, you don't do, like, super fast swimming unless it's, like, the tip-off or transition, and you're trying to do a breakaway that's it you don't do this type of swimming it's just like this isn't really water polo (laughs) i signed up for water polo give me fucking water polo i I can't make fun of it too much because i know how much you love water polo obviously you played it eight years of your life because i know when the next season comes out when fall season comes out and my hockey anime drops I'm going to be talking about the the same stuff. I'm going to be complaining about the same stuff. Dissecting it. I have a... This, like, it's... I'm actually looking forward to watching it because it's women's hockey, and women's hockey is fucking awesome. That's true. Women's hockey... To give you some insight into ice hockey, because I I had a a great friend of mine um, who still plays hockey, and his sister, his older sister actually plays hockey at a a, a college now, a university, I believe. Um, I believe she actually... I think she graduated and she went into a women's league. Anyway, uh watched some of her games growing up oh my gosh (laughs) women's hockey is brutal like absolutely brutal they do not care about each other at all yeah no like usually women's sports are a lot more brutal than men's sports because soccer basketball like soccer basketball water polo hockey like fucking i could probably keep going but that's the what i could think of off the top of my head yeah but like i'm excited yeah women's sports is just brutal but like i have a feeling like that one's gonna focus on one character instead of a cast of characters well not necessarily a cast of characters because you're gonna focus on the team but it's like 
I'm the newbie. I've never played hockey. Let's play hockey, everybody. And it's just like they're going to hop into it. Yeah, I read the description. They're going to hawk into it. Uh, uh, hawk into it. Um, uh-huh. I read the description, and I can't remember what about it, like how they get into hockey, but I do know it's, I think it's based around two girls who are in high school. They might have just joined the high school and were looking for a club, and they just got roped into hockey. So I don't know how it's going to start, and, and if we are going to jump right into actually them playing on the ice or if it's going to be like here's how you skate which is going to be super awkward for a high school student to be like i don't know how to skate and yet i'm on the team this will be enjoyable Yay. but yeah i feel like they'll, they'll have some previous knowledge of how to skate or they're like yeah. i've rollerbladed before yeah <laughs> and it's like that's nothing like it but... no it'll be something crazy no, and over the top it. like yours it'll be like in a my uh past life i lived i used to be a world war ii figure skater and i would entertain the troops you're start off with a dude in a coma i'm expecting mine to be over the top too like i was um, i was genetically engineered to play hockey and yet i'm expecting actual sports I guess. from yours like let's be honest <laughs> that's like, true i'm just like i just want sports in my sports listen anime. i i can deal with some of the drama but give me like give me the drama from freaking haiku where it's like i'm competing over a spot or i'm competing in this match and that's all i care about yeah you're giving me the day-to-day bullshit nobody cares about yeah and if you do care about it i'm very sorry i just trashed it but like <laughs> Listen, I'm going to continue watching the show. I love water polo. I want to see if they actually stay true to like what the sport is and everything else and how brutal, but I don't I, I my my hopes are limited and my dreams are vast. I don't know. Anywho. Well, hopefully the hockey one will cheer you up next season. Rekindle we your love see. for sport animes. Speaking of rekindling, has this episode rekindled how you feel about My Hero Academia? It has. And again, for the that's one... actually surprising. That's, <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. That's actually very surprising. I I don't know how many times I have to repeat myself. I love this show. I do love my hero. No, I know you do. But this the season's been disappointing it's... for both of us for the majority. Yeah, I know. And I, I again, like I know most of my frustration just is coming from the fact that we started the season off with a tournament arc, which is basically like just. A slap in the face not even that it's like taking you out at the knees and then while you're down kicking you and then spitting on you and then helping you up and then pouring sand in your eyes like it's okay that's the it's such a horrible way to start off a season it leaves such a bad taste in your mouth like they just they didn't like almost like they didn't know where they wanted to go and they were just like let's fill seven episodes of a tournament and then see how we want to progress it i know that's not the case because of the source material i get that and again disclaimer for all you people reading the manga shut the hell up don't care <laughs> like i'm <laughs> just gonna say Wait, it does, again am i included in this am i included no in not you you're behind you're behind. So far behind it's for all the people that um, are like oh my god i can't believe you're at that part oh i can't wait to, for you to sit shut up shut your face i don't care shut your hole but no i i yeah. actually i like this last episode for, i did too i really enjoyed it for multiple reasons though I'm, and I'm going to touch on it again really quickly. I touched on it the last two weeks. I like this episode because it focused on one story. It was just one story for the whole episode. I don't mind that, personally. I, I know a lot of people find that to be annoying. I know a lot of people see that as being just a filler episode. I get that because anime, like in, in its true form, doesn't just really focus on one set story for an episode. It bounces between some. I get that. But I like that for how they're progressing the season so far because... 
There's way too much going on. There's so much stuff going on. This was this episode, mind you, is a distraction because it focuses on uh, Shoto's family with Endeavor and his sister and his his other brother and his missing brother sibling, um, and then obviously with uh, Bakugo and or dead, Midoriya, dead sibling. yeah, dead sibling, um, and then obviously the interaction with Bakugo and uh, Midoriya, uh, who are at the house too. So yes, this one felt this is, like a this filler, is like the definition of like awkward family moment where you're in somebody like your family friend or your friend picks you up from like from school to take you home and then your friend's family just gets in an all-out argument this is car this is yeah your house to drop you off and then it's just like bad memories from, i don't know how to act but this is not how you should be talking when guests are bad, around. bad memories from elementary school <laughs> yeah something we all like have that. stories like Anywho. that but yeah like i but i I like the episode too for that for that piece. Again, it's just it's focusing on that one story, but I also like it too because it answered sort of a lot of those open-ended questions that we've been sort it's been sort of sprinkling out through the entirety of the show, not just this season, but for a very long time. Obviously, the backstory from uh, Shoto's mother, who's who's presumably in um, some sort of psychiatric ward for her mental breakdown. Obviously, we know there's been an, uh, it was primarily caused by Endeavor and his brutality on the family for training and trying to find essentially like a, an heir to take over for him and work with him as a hero. But you also get a backstory into like his interactions, Endeavor's interactions with Shoto's other siblings. Um, and you'll have to excuse me, I, I forget their names, but the eldest daughter who's a oh, teacher. Yeah, the eldest daughter who's a teacher. You get a little bit more into her life and how she's essentially the glue to the family right now. Like she's desperately trying to keep things intact. Um, you get Fuyumi, by the way. Fuyumi. Fuyumi. Yeah, Fuyumi. Yeah. And then you get the other brother who is older as well. I believe he's in university. He's um, in, yeah, he's in uni. Yeah, and you know he's he resents their father, and there's like essentially no no way for him to rekindle any of that relationship um at least is what they that's what's being portrayed currently obviously you get the interactions from endeavor too and how he's trying to become more involved and it's it's painful (laughs) because he's like he's trying but what's actually being shown is him doesn't really like it's not really seeming like He's actually trying, or he really wishes He's like, hey, to. Let's have dinner as a family and not talk about anything. Yeah, like it's sort of it's one of those forced situations of like, I guess I have to remedy this somehow, but I'm not going to enjoy this it. This is me trying, right? Yeah, this, is, this, this helps, right? It's yeah. like, no, you doof. Um, and then obviously just the 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 humor of the episode or the where we get the comedic comedic relief is from. Uh, Bakugo and Midoriya. Bakugo just yelling constantly, and then Midoriya More being so like, "Bakugo than Midoriya. Midoriya is like, okay, how do I fix this situation? You're like, God damn it, Midoriya, <laughs> you can't fix everything." One of my favorite scenes, though, <laughs> real quick, because uh, I'll, I'll hand it off to you, is when they're eating, and Midoriya's like, "Oh my god, this is so good!" Like the the chicken or whatever it was, or the katsu, and uh, yeah, Fumi's like, "Yeah, you know, and you know, I, I you know, I cook a lot." Um, 
it's what I love to do. And then he starts analyzing the chicken and how he's like, it's perfectly breaded and crispy on the outside. And yet the meat is juicy on the inside. And Baku is like, shut up. You are ruining my tofu. Yep. And then like, and then it goes like into the awkwardness in which they were saying like, oh, the older brother cooks too. And then the dad's like, I would like to try your cooking son. And then the son's like, fuck off, dad. I don't care about you. And then it's just like, okay, let's do dishes now. And then that's when every side character has their conversations with all the other side characters. And then all those other characters who aren't in the room are like, hey, I'm outside the room and I can hear you, you motherfucker. This is not what's happening. And that's when Bakugo pops in the room. It's just like, I think it was uh, Todoroki and his sister. They were talking about like how like the sister is just like, I'm trying, I'm trying. How, like, what am I failing at? And then Todoroki's like, I don't know what to do, yada, yada, yada. And then... And then freaking Baku goes like, can you just shut up and not talk about sensitive subjects when there are guests around? And then they go into the room and like, I think Todoroki's sister leaves and Bakugo, or not Bakugo, uh, yeah, no, Bakugo leaves. So it's just Midoriya and Todoroki and Midoriya's like, hey, listen, you may not like, you may not forgive him now, but I feel like you're in the stage of like, you're wanting to forgive him and you are willing to you just can't yet so you're like in the waiting stage but everybody in the house is around to hear this through some sort of paper thin wall so like his older brother hears it his dad here like Todoroki's older brother hears it the dad hears it and the sister hears it and everybody's like presumably crying essentially like the brother has like shocked Pikachu face like what I feel betrayed the dad's like yes it's working like on the inside kind of but he's just like i'm touched and then the sister just like is this true i don't know it's just like okay like i love this episode because like yes this like this is something that's very sensitive like it's a very sensitive subject because domestic abuse is a terrible terrible thing Mm -hmm. you fucking if you beat your partner go fuck yourself get out of here you're you're just you're worth yeah you're not allowed to listen to the podcast either get out of here you're turn this off don't listen to my voice anymore um but like it's it's a very sensitive subject and i know that there's a lot of outcry about this and like having like having these characters try to forgive her father who is very abusive or was very abusive it's like because he's famous can we fucking like can we forgive him it's just one of the it's it's very pertinent to today's day and age and it's it's a little too on the nose and it's it's like all right let's see how this goes yeah let's let's just continue to see how it goes and yeah but the episode ends with basically the dad uh giving like thanks or praying for their like presumably dead son because like there's a picture of a you know a kid that you haven't seen before and haven't heard mentioned really so it's like, huh, I wonder. And then this is the only thing we've got from Lobo today in which he was like, I mean, I can, hold on. I had a cough there, so, uh, real quick. His thought, My Hero Academia thoughts, great to see the scene played out, enjoyed it in the books, and was looking forward to seeing it animated. Fuyumi is the heart and soul of the family, and she is desperately trying to bring everyone together. I agree with Bakugo about them getting into some heavy shit and earshot of everyone. LOL fan theory related to this episode and made big waves when this chapter came out. So this is like, this is just fan theory. This isn't spoilers, but like this would be pretty cool if it does, if it turns out to be true. Because he, 
Lobo gave us his theory. We're not going to read it because I started reading it and it said, with some knowledge that I just gained, and I'm like, nope, I'm out. I don't want to know. Yeah. So to go back to the fan theory of when this chapter came out, the so they lost a brother, and we see Endeavor bring dinner to the altar. The big theory is is that the brother isn't really dead, but the brother is the villain Dobby, which is the guy who has, like, the fucking staples to his face to hold the skin there. Yeah. Uh, because, like, yeah, he does have a fire ability for all intents and purposes. I think it's, it's like a copying, but also fire. I don't know. His, his uh, I, I don't think we, yeah, we, we, I don't think we've gotten into it, even though we've seen him plenty of times well, now. I, thought they got, I was going to say, I thought they got into it with the, the summer camp in the woods where they got ambushed by them all. I don't know. That I, was it, like, 20 bajillion years ago. You think I remember that far? You know how many tournament tournament arcs I've had to memorize since then? You're supposed to be the smart one, okay? I'm just the <laughs> idiot with dumb bad opinions. So, but yeah, the, if that fan theory is true that the younger brother, or the, like the dead brother, is Dobby, that'd be pretty cool. But like, that'd be an interesting like. How do we handle this situation? Is it like a, uh, is it like a Ben Solo type situation where it's like, come to the light side, but he's like, I want to be dark. No, come to the light side. Okay, kill my dad. Like is that spoilers like, is that for all you Star Wars a, fans? If you haven't seen Star Wars Episode Seven, my apologies. <laughs> Anywho, so it'll be interesting to see if that's true. But it's, yeah, it's still, just God knows when that'll happen. Yeah, but. I I was gonna say to wrap up this episode, I do like it. I totally one hundred percent want to harp more on what you said about the domestic abuse piece because it it's been hit on so many times. Uh, that's a horrible word to say. They've showed it raising yeah i know they've showed it so many times throughout this the show from even the beginning of the incident with endeavor and and then his wife his then wife i guess um and obviously still pl- wife. plenty of technically are they still wife technically i'm pretty sure that makes the situation even worse anywho uh this episode though is it's meaningful from the standpoint that from the entire time that Endeavor was number two, his whole goal, his whole mindset was to become the number one hero. Like he wanted to be a top, but all might was always in his way. And he did everything and anything in his power to, to get to that point. But he always fell short. That pretty much created the monster that he became as a father when it, he was just abusing his children and focusing solely on just creating the next generation of, you know, show, uh, Todoroki hero. You super, know, super soldier. Yeah, that, that can super take his hero. spot and, and work alongside him um, yeah. when the time comes. Now that he has the number one spot, he doesn't have that same ambition. He lost it, and it's like, it's, this is now like his period of reflection. Of like... Kind of? Well, a, 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 huge, like a huge line that sticks out to me was when all Might and Endeavor watching um, Todoroki, Bakugo, and a couple of the uh, students from other schools. Yes, and they're and when they're they at were the facility. Doing their provisional license tests. Yep, and they're at the facility with all the younger children, and they're trying to get them under control and everything. Yeah, that was a that was a funny episode. It was yeah. a great episode, but uh, uh, the scene that sticks out the most is when All Might is talking with Endeavor and saying to him, basically like, "Hey, listen, I was the symbol of peace." Okay, you don't have to be the symbol of peace. You just have to be someone that people can look up to in some way, shape, or form. You don't have to take my yeah. mantle. 
you have to find your own to stand on. But it needs to be something because people are going to start looking up to you now. You're the number one. Okay? So you have to find that persona. You have to become the number one hero that you want to be. And I think it's a huge struggle for Endeavor because this whole time he was this brood of a person that didn't give a shit about anyone who was really just vying for that top spot and that was his sole focus and now he stands atop the leaderboard of all the other heroes and it's like yes I have to maintain it but what's my real driving force now and it turns on Todoroki it's like I I need him to actually like care about what he what I'm doing like he, I want him to actually be able to look up to me now, Are and you that's proud of me, son? yeah. I mean, that's basically we, we've seen it already through this episode, through this season, right? The the parts where uh, Endeavor's like off chasing someone, and he's looking at his phone like, God damn it, why won't you text me back? And he's like shouts in the air, he's like Shoto, and sits in his. Uh, sidekicks are like, uh, Are we gonna talk about this at all? Or are we just gonna let this go? And they're like, we're just. It's never going to happen with him. There's no point in talking with him. We should just let it go. But that's like his his whole motivation now is how do I put these pieces back together that I've so brutally destroyed over the years? And so this episode had a, yeah. a, a strong impact for diving deeper into that portion of the story and how Endeavor's character is obviously going to be developing from this point onward. Because in the foreseeable future, he's the number one hero, right? There's There's really no one else that is in a position right now to take his spot that, you know, that we can foresee. So now it really just boils down to can he become the hero that he wants Shoto to see, but for all of mankind? Well, at least all of Japan. Yeah. yeah. And we'll, we'll eventually see what, what plays out because, I mean, granted, the show must go It's on a slow day. burn. Uh, with that fuck fuck magically average thank you all for you viewers out there thank you for joining us this week we hope you had a good one hope you had a great week uh we will be back next week to record this and upload this whether it be wednesday night or thursday night it just all depends on how stupid busy i get um if you want to talk to us in a more direct manner we are on a discord channel and you can find that discord channel invite at, on our twitter account at bakako podcasts and uh, in that Discord, you can yell at us. You can be like, Frank, you're fucking wrong. Magically Average, you're fucking wrong. You, what? What do, you, what do you got? Oh, I was going to plug, we have a TikTok now, too. Oh, yeah, we have a TikTok now. That's right. I, that is a thing that I forgot to add to the show, Doc, because, you know, I don't think of TikToks because I'm just an old curmudgeon man. Old goober. You damn kids and your tic-tacs and paddywhacks and giving dogs bones. But yes. Get off my lawn. <laughs> we have a TikTok. Uh, you can look at us up on TikTok at Baca Company um, because some other goober stole Baca and Co. already. So Baca Company on TikTok. We'll be posting a lot of content a there. Jerk. I know, right? What a jerk. We should find them and politely say, give should. us our handle back, please. But yes, yeah, so we'll be posting tons of content there, anime trends, snippets from our uh, recording sessions where you'll actually see our dumb faces and you know funny shit posting too all anime related so go check it out yeah
But until next time, Spark Triumph, we'll see you then. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Baka! Baka na no.